Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to tonight's Dash Radio show. And I am your host, Dawn Wright DeBrant. And tonight, Peter Mingles is watching his his youngest and his last get through high school and graduate. And it's a misty moment for Peter. So when, when he gets back on Monday, we'll talk about how, how that impacted him. Cause he told me tonight will be the last time he's legally allowed on the grounds and that he won't be trespassing at the high school. <laughs> so for those of you who know how that feels, just send him a little love cause it's a tough night to get through. And, Tonight, I have a fantastic guest, Ms. Jennifer Howard, Ph.D. She teaches the art of conscious living. She does spiritual wisdom. She does all sorts of practical life coaching. And she has a fantastic TV show, um, or no, radio talk show, excuse me, called A Conscious Life. So make sure that you get on over and, and show her some love. Welcome, Ms. Jennifer. How are you? I am wonderful, and I'm so happy to be here, and I'm excited to tell you this has happened relatively recently, so you probably don't have the notes on this. My book, Your Ultimate Life Plan, just won the Gold Nautilus Award. Oh, my Um, gosh. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It beat a lot of huge people out, like... I just can't even tell you the huge people that you can go Google it and see. And then uh, I find out next Wednesday if I win a gold or a silver Benjamin Franklin award with it, and we're still a finalist in the Ford Book of the Year award. So the book's winning a lot, and we're excited about it. Okay, so give everyone the title one more time slowly. Your Ultimate Life Plan. Your and it has life plan. Its, and it has its own little website, <laughs> yourultimatelifeplan.com. Okay. Perfect, perfect. So since everybody is raving about it and to the point of all the awards it's winning, it is definitely a must-read for this summer, I would say. And I know that you have a book coming up this fall. or No, I says upcoming, but it was last fall. So to your next level, how to deeply transform your everyday experience. Well, you are so cute. You know what happened was that was the name of the book originally. Ah, okay. How and how fun that you knew that. Uh, and, and it ended up being called Your Ultimate Life Plan. Isn't that fun? Okay, so it is. That's a really, it's a great and very flowing and very catchy title. So that one, that, that's probably gotten you much further than all of the stuff that this went to your next level, how to deeply transform your everyday experience and create changes that last. That's, that's, a, that's a mouthful. So that's what yes. it does, but it's Your Ultimate Life Plan is the title. Correct. And it has got the it. same subtitle. has the same subtitle now. But yeah, Got it, got yes. it. Okay, so yeah. what does it mean when you say in your book to stay on your cutting or razor's edge? Well, this book is really for people who've, you know, who've been around the block a little time, a few times. They've, <laughs> they've done some workshops. They've read some books. 
they realize they have these same kind of problems that kind of come up again and again, and they're really willing to stay present to what is. Being on your razors or cutting edge is about really staying with what shows up in the moment. And, and darn, that takes a lot of bravery, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It certainly does. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. As somebody who's done, I've done a lot of personal development work, and, and my listeners right. are constantly hearing about my journey with Sci Seminars and a few other um, personal Ooh. development. Yeah, I loved the work. Um, I found it when I was thirty. I wished I found it when I was like twelve, because um, mm. I know where I would have been by the time I was thirty had I found it earlier. So of course I put all my kids through the work. <laughs> they weren't Wonderful. getting by without being conscious, and uh, it's it's just so it's so brilliant when you when I had the opportunity to go ahead and look in the mirror and take responsibility for everything that I'd created. And then I also had the opportunity to go ahead and change anything I didn't like because it was all my power. Um, Finding out that I was in control of all of it was huge for me. Uh, I loved it. I loved it's it. It's so, so empowering, isn't it? And it's important mm-hmm. because we we feel sometimes that we're, you know, at at at, at the winds, uh, you know, uh, victim of the wind. And to really realize, gosh darn, we really can affect our lives. We really can change. And this book is really the culmination of 30 years of work with people as a psychotherapist and a life coach and, and a spiritual teacher. So it's really, it's a really hands-on kind of book. It's a workshop in a book. Um it's been said over and over, people say, oh, my gosh, it has so many questions and meditations in it. Because, as you know, to do the work takes work. Yeah, for sure. And it takes some real honesty with oneself. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, so staying on the cutting razor's edge or the cutting or razor's edge for sure, it can be exhausting. Personal development is uh, is a commitment to being present all the time, being able to look at stuff that isn't easy to look at and being willing right. to look at it and own it so that we can own our own lives. So I love that it's a workshop and a book. Once you start doing some workshops, you know, I I tend to look at – just a book and go, well, that's shelf help, you know. It's like I buy the book and I think to myself, yeah, and I might read it, but I don't have anything really practical that I can do within it. So it helps my shelf, you know, from getting dusty there once I'm done reading it. (laughs) That's funny. Well, what I found was people were reading these, you know, incredibly famous books that if I said the name, you'd go, oh, my gosh, I know him. Oh, my Mm -hmm, gosh, I know mm -hmm. that book. Oh, my gosh, I know that book. And these really famous books that are bestsellers for years and years, but they don't tell people how to do it. Right, absolutely, absolutely. So they say, you this do, is possible. right? That's and I awesome. do, I do. I say, you want this to change? Let's get in. Let's be conscious. You said that word, and that's perfect. This is about building ego strength or consciousness, so that we are and more in control of our life. Obviously, we're not in control of everything, but that we can, as life shows up, we know what to do. And if we don't, we know where to find out what to do. That is just awesome. I love this. I'm going to grab it as soon as I'm off the phone. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. So in your book, you talk about Conscious Living 2.0. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. Um Conscious Living 2.0 is about the technology to become conscious. This book gives you 
the technology. It gives you the ways to think, the ways to question, the meditations that are needed. This is why I think it's winning all these awards, too. It's just, it's very, it's a thick book. It's not one of those books that you get into the second chapter and you say, or third chapter, they're just repeating themselves. Yes, it's somewhat, <laughs> of course, but it really gives you the technology. If you want to change, you can do it. If there are issues that you want to keep, that you really want to look at, and all of us have these lifelong, I believe, you know, things that we're here working on. But mm-hmm. if you really want to make a shift in these or a significant shift in these, this book can help you do that. That's just awesome. Okay, so you talk often about living consciously, and we were talking a lot about that, you know, about being conscious all the time. So with with so much on my plate and so much to do all the time, Sometimes I think, why should I bother? Uh, <laughs> yeah, to yeah, totally. This? Well, you know, it. and you said something earlier that made me think this, too, that our lives are going to go by anyway. And we can either spend our lives having things happen that we have no idea why, kind of living a life that's just about whatever everybody else wants or whatever circumstance throws our way, we have no, or we can really decide that our life is worth it and that we're worth it and that we can take charge. I mean, living consciously, as you said earlier, takes time and energy, but life is going to go by. And let me tell you something, it takes more energy to live in the dysfunction than it does to live in the in the function, really. <laughs> it really does, you know. I have people in my life who who don't understand my commitment to it. They just don't get it, you know. And and sometimes, you know, you meet those people out there that are so terribly unconscious. They just don't get it. They don't see. They don't see who they harm by not being willing to look either at themselves or or at the plight of another human being. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there's some real negative energy out there, but. For me, you know, the day that I stop giving and the day that I stop loving unconditionally, that's the day that I better be six feet under because there's no point and no purpose to my being on this planet anymore. You know, I love. That's who I am. I embrace and I support and I do these things and Mm. I choose that. And I choose that irrelevant of what you choose to do with it. I, I, You know, and so I think that it's so important that people... Well, it's the truth, you know. If we speak our truth, we live our truth, and it's okay mm-hmm. no matter what, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, and it's taken um, some t- terrible relationship issues to, to get to the other side. I didn't talk to my dad for five years, but mm. I said, you know what, I'm going to be the daughter that I'm committed to being, irrelevant of where he's at at any given time. And it came full circle for me to the point where he gave me away in September and all of my best mm. friends sat sobbing watching it happen. You know, it's oh. that I am I am water your rock, watery roads rock thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's an awesome gift when we get to do, when we get to give it, you know. Well, and to really live our lives from that level of integrity. I mean, I love what you're saying. Uh, I recently have kind of seen some folks, not in my life particularly, but kind of involved in a business that I was in, uh, really do shady things. And it just, it breaks my heart because it, it really hurts them as much as it hurts everybody else that they're doing things to. Absolutely. Without inquest, and you know it's 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 challenging in the business world, especially you know, and accusations go back and forth. Um, I've had my my integrity challenged. I have I have sat in those seats before, and I think it's just a matter of staying committed every step of the way to the truth. 
when you do that and you stay committed to your own truth and, and, and you do operate in integrity, it'll come out in the wash eventually, you know? I think so, it does too. I think it's. Yeah. I think it does too. And even if you don't win, quote unquote, if you if you lose the job, if you lose mm-hmm. the money because of your mm-hmm. integrity, you have to look at yourself in the morning. You have to be able to wake up and look into your own eyes and say, yep. "I'm living the best I know how in every moment." Mm-hmm. And some people listen. God bless them. Some people who are living incredibly difficult lives and not so functional lives, and kind of those people we're talking about. In those moments, sometimes they're doing the best they can do, too, even when they're doing something really badly. Right. Absolutely. Even when they need to take the black hat off. (laughs) Right. I think, you know, and that's sad, too. Sometimes they're just so desperate or the wounding is so deep or the belief Mm -hmm. system is so stuck that they believe they have to do it this way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've had to pray for the for people who I just it's it's a sad time when you know when when the challenges are high, you always find out who your friends really are or what people are truly made of. Um when you need to walk through the fire and you wonder where they all go. Um but there's always a couple of people with their hair singeing and smoking next to you saying I'm right here and we're not budging. Um, and then there's other people you see their backs and they're getting smaller <laughs> and you go, what mm. just happened? And the best you can do is the best you can do. And sometimes that's their journey. They have to turn around and look at how they did that. You know, part mm-hmm. of their process is that they get to look at that, that one time, you know, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, with a, stu- and, and with any stubborn problem that we've been dealing with for many, many years or even most of our lives, you know, do you really believe that change is totally possible, or is it just something that we have to learn to live with? No, I think absolutely. I mean, I, I think what we're talking about here is a level of commitment and consciousness that change can absolutely happen. If you want to make it happen, if you're willing to stay put, be with all the feelings and the thoughts that come up, be willing to face the fire as you were talking about, you can absolutely change and have that life that feels most deeply connected to you. Absolutely. Um, just a question on lasting change, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. do 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 all changes last? I mean, don't do they tend to last? Well, I mean, certainly aging lasts, doesn't it? That's one change that tends <laughs> yeah, to last. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> we can uh, wait we, it though. We can. Our, our, our best, uh, the best we can. <laughs> but, you know, I think that certain changes certainly are, are easy to make for us and can last, And but certain certain ones we find ourselves back where we started, you know, people with diets, that's that famous thing at the first of the year when, or the thing at the gym, you know, I'm a member of a gym, and I hate the first of the year because it's crowded, and by mid-February, okay, they're all gone again. It's just us regulars. So, you know, it's hard for people to change those things and to look at those underlying thoughts and feelings. I mean, the book has chapters like we have, we really look at your feelings, your programming. I call it your personal programming and how mm-hmm. to look at what what from our childhood helps us, you know, it keeps us stuck and how to loosen all that. Um and knowing that everything is an inside job, you know, that's people don't like you were saying, taking being able to take responsibility for yourself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, we have a quick break for a little bit of station identification. We'll be right back in just a minute. With iWowee, you've got a comprehensive video communication suite that will deliver more power, more impact, and more features than any other option. The iWowee video suite offers all these powerful tools and more. Multi-purpose video email for individualized one-to-one messages. 
powerful video conferencing for collaborating many-to-many, fast, efficient broadcasting for elegant one-to-many communications. There's no complicated separate products, no confusing monthly subscription plans, and no special hardware to buy. If you've got a webcam and internet access, you have all the tools you need to strengthen relationships, expand any business, touch lives, and change the world. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And I am back with Dr. Jennifer Howard. And if you guys would like to go ahead and check her out, you need to get on over to, and tell me if I'm wrong, it's drjenniferhoward.com? Is that correct? drjenniferhoward.com, perfect. Perfect. Okay. So, and and you can check her out on Facebook. Give them your Facebook. Uh, forward slash Dr. Jennifer fan page. There you go. And so Twitter that's how to is, find her. Go and ahead. Twitter is at Dr. Jennifer. At Dr. Jennifer. Perfect. So now nobody has any excuse. You got to get on over and and show her some love and uh, <laughs> and check out all this good stuff. So, all right. Now, if someone's on a spiritual path or has a regular spiritual practice, mm-hmm. why isn't that enough? Because I know a lot of people, and I've been, I've done it myself. You know, you're doing your yoga, you're doing your daily meditations, but, you know, you're just, and some people think it's enough, but, I mean, it's not really, is it? Well, <clears throat> often meditation can be used to escape and yoga can be used to escape. I mean, yoga's really, yoga was developed by yogis because they spontaneously went into positions when they got into certain levels of consciousness. But in the States, it's used more like an exercise program. So I don't know mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and meditation is amazing. And I, I give a gazillion of them in here and a million examples. And if you do the right kinds of meditation and work with yourself, you are noticing your thoughts and feelings and you are learning to tolerate yourself. But there are many practices and many spiritual practices and new age practices that really take us away from our, our feelings, away from our thoughts. We don't need those thoughts and we don't need those feelings. Well, but the minute you're out of meditation or the minute your husband does something that irritates you or your child does something that irritates you, you're screaming at him. So you really have to learn to work with that inner, that inner dialogue that's going on all the time of those inner thoughts and feelings in order to have the true freedom that you want and need. Otherwise, you're just doing something that I call spiritual bypassing. You're just using spiritualism, spiritual things, to um, to avoid things. I mean, I see this all the time, and I'm sure you do, Dawn. I say it on Facebook constantly, you know, don't think a negative thought. Well, the minute I say don't think of a pink elephant, your mind goes right to that pink elephant. If a difficult thought or feeling is coming up, it's there for our education. It's there to teach us something. You can't sweep it under the rug. Right. Yeah, no, you just can't. It's not even Mm -hmm. possible. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, you also talked about something called spiritual bypass. Right. Can you give me a little bit about what that is? Well, I had mentioned it just a second ago, too, that it's when we are really avoiding our feelings or we're using anything spiritual, and I put that in quotation marks, uh, okay. to, to not feel, 
you know, to not have a negative thought, to not Mm -hmm. be a person. Like, we're people, and we're going to have feelings and thoughts. And the more mature we are, the more spiritually mature we are, the more we can face life and face grief when a parent dies or Mm -hmm. face feelings that arise, and we're right there with ourselves and right there with others. Because if I can't tolerate my sadness, if you're sad, I'm going to want to avoid you too. Absolutely. And when I saw spiritual bypass, and we had just said it, that mm-hmm. I was thinking of like a, a heart bypass surgery, you know. like So I, mm. I thought when I saw the term something very different. So it, you see, my subconscious mind might have heard it, but my conscious mind glazed right over it and went to a completely different definition. The Isn't mind is... Yes, it's so powerful. It's crazy. It has a mind of my mind is a mind of its own. (laughs) There we go, and that's part of our learning, isn't isn't Mm -hmm. it? It's part of our learning is to get to know that programming inside of us, so we're very familiar with ourselves. So suddenly we don't have we're not blindsided by something in life. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the one thing that's good about getting older is that all the work I've done on myself. There's a sense of maturity, and that. Life can give me, as it will, my own problems and family problems and whatever happens, and I'm able to kind of dance with it, move with it, come up with the best solution and really deal with it straight on. It's like, that's exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a long time ago, I think I heard Joyce Myers do a sermon. Mm. A, a She's just such great stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she talked this one day about the Israelites wandering around in the desert for 40 years mm-hmm. and how nobody looked up and said, gee, that mountain looks familiar. And I thought to myself, you know, mm-hmm. here I am 20 years later, I think about how I heard her say that and, and, and in my life. My mountains do look familiar now, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. and I go, you know what? I'm not doing that one again. I'm not doing that one again. I've done this. I know. I know. I, it's like you know, she, the, the lead character gets shot in the end. I've seen this movie. <laughs> I'm not doing exactly. it over and over. Exactly. So or if you if you do it, you're going to do it from such a deeper perspective that it, it's giving you some other really important piece of the mosaic. You're not mm-hmm. going to blindly walk into it. Again, you're going to say, okay, it's here. What else do I need to know about this right now? Absolutely. Really brilliant way of looking at it for sure. Okay, so in the book you talk about the quick fix. What do you mean by that? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, my allergies are up today. I'm yeah. laughing about that anyway. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, when I got this book, and I'm so happy it's winning awards because when I wrote this book, or when I was, you know, starting to write it, everybody was like, don't write a book like that. It's too deep. It's too complicated. Nobody's going to want it. And I was like, this is my mission. My Me mission neither. is to write this book. <laughs> and so, you know, everybody is looking for, especially right now in our society, the quickest, easiest fix. I mean, we think we're going to have six-pack abs in like two minutes a day. Nobody has six-pack abs in even ten minutes a day. Unless you were born with them and you're young, mm-hmm. you're not going to have them. So the quick fix, I think, actually slows people down because they go from quick fix to quick fix to quick fix to quick fix to quick fix, fix, and they never go deeper. So then they're just kind of traveling around the same territory without ever diving into, wow, there's a world below that that actually shows me the patterns, and I can actually transform the same things I'm jumping around on. So the quick fix, the seven easy steps, I mean, I say in the book kind of something silly because I can be funny, but um, 
you know, it's like, oh, I don't need flying lessons. You know, I read this quick, really book, and okay, good, I'm, I'm up, I'm flying. What? I'm just glad I didn't waste my money on uh, on flying lessons. Oh, there's a storm. What do I do now? You know, right? That, yeah, and life gives us storms, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Sometimes people, they're just a little bit of rain, and other times they're the big foreboding ones where debris starts flying through the air like the size of cows. <laughs> right, right. And and then people, are, you know, there's kind of different communities that will say, well, you created those problems. Well, okay, on one hand, but no one's life is problemless. I mean, I was interviewing somebody who said, do his course and you'll never have a problem again. That's just poppycock. True. That's Absolutely. just silliness. You're you're not ever going to read a book, do a course, or have a. That's it's called life for a reason. It continues to move along the path. And if you if you talk to the great sages and the real teachers, they will say to you, they continue along the path. Yes, you get to a certain level where things are easier and smoother, but it doesn't mean that things don't show up in your life. You have to navigate. That's that's just not true. So the quick fix is is that kind of jumping from thing to thing. And the fantasy that you're going to find it. It's like a drug almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, without question. Um, you know, you talked about the six stubborn issues that constantly get in our way, you know? Yes. Um, it, it, do we all have six? Is that? <laughs> I know, that's a silly, it's a silly number, isn't it? Well, you know, I, I, after doing this for so many years with people, I, I see the same things come up. First of all, we all have certain things in common anyway. You know, there's... Certain things we all, it's whether it's money or relationships, there's always things that are similar between folks. But individually, it seems like we all have three, six, eight, four, you know, the same issues that arise. You know, and you'll, and everybody who's over a certain age will go, I can't believe this is here again. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with that already. And I say in the book that either... You know, either it's here, like I said earlier, for you to add the deeper piece of the mosaic, to add just a little more, you know, consciousness to that. Or if you're flying around the same territory over and over again and you're not going deeper and it's not changing, there's hidden payoffs here. You know, either there's a part of you that really doesn't want to change, that doesn't want uh, uh, this issue to change for whatever reason, and you've got to figure that one out for yourself and get and, and, and kind of get more familiar. Or there's something about the drama of it that feeds you on some level. Oh, they, you know, my girlfriends love me when my boyfriend dumps me. You know, something like that. Or I talk about the quick fix or bypassing, which we've already talked about. Or we're wanting to bypass over our feelings and wanting to skip over things. Or, as you and I were talking about earlier, we're not taking the long view of our healing, which is something it sounds like you do, Dawn, that you realize that these issues, you may have to look at them again, but from a slightly different angle with more maturity. Oh yeah, without question. Um, you know, and and when I do see the same mountain, it's usually because it's a loved one or it's something that although I wouldn't want to do it again myself cuz usually I'm pretty good about when I hold up the mirror and I see the big booger on my face <laughs> or somebody points it out to me, I'm I'm good about wiping it off and and really keeping it at bay as, you know, if it's just about me. But when it comes down to the people that I allow in my life because mm-hmm. I love so unconditionally, I tend to 
let the same person in more than once or, you know, in a mm-hmm. different body but the same person. And and I don't always get all of the lessons I'm supposed to get because I don't like seeing those things about the people that I meet. And, you know, I, I love to I, I see them where they're at and love them where they can be. I've taken the love and where they can be mm-hmm. um, to the nth degree and see them where they're at not as not as quickly, you know. <laughs> well, and as we heal, we're less ruffled or upset by mm-hmm. other people's actions. We're just kind of right. less involved with they can do what they do and we're okay mm-hmm. anyway. So that's what yeah. you're saying too is that yeah, sure. you become more mature and their actions of misbehavior or whatever really have less sting this time around because of who you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so you talk about accessing our inner wisdom. I want to talk about this. Um, I think we should go ahead and have our break and then talk about this after we get back because I don't want to rush you. So we're going to take our break a little bit early, and we'll be right back with Dr. Jennifer Howard. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level, for email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. And we are back with Dr. Jennifer Howard, and uh, we are talking about her new book. And would you please give them all of the information to get to you one more time? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, (laughs) DrJenniferHoward.com is the main site. And... uh, drjenniferhoward.tv actually is the media site forward slash radio takes you to the radio show with all the people that I've interviewed and the book is your ultimate life plan and you can go to your ultimatelifeplan.com or Facebook or I mean, uh, um, uh, Amazon or any bookstore also carries it awesome perfect now um Many spirit, personal development and spiritual growth books have different views of the ego than you do. And um, <clears throat> I'd like to know more about your view. Yes, thank you. I, You know, I see this all the time. I mean, I, I guess Facebook and Twitter are my inspiration for writing things, trying to clear things up. In, in some spiritual communities, the ego is the enemy. It's... Uh, you know, ego equals egotistical. Well, because I'm a psychotherapist, I look at ego, you know, differently even than most therapists. I really believe the ego is our vehicle 
individually this life. It's our personality. It's here to be healed, worked with. And if we can work with our wounded ego, which we all have wounds from childhood, it's the human condition. But as we work with this, and I give you a million tools in this book to do it, we end up, it relaxes. And it really integrates into a more sacred sense of self. So then we can really be our true self. Because the ego is not constantly hounding at us. Not constantly uh, the wounded child. Like you and I were talking about earlier, about as you mature, um, you relax enough to be able to be more of yourself. More of that deeper self shines through. Um, and I, in this chapter on the ego, really help people understand the ego from about six or seven different um, theorists. Just short little paragraph, you know, it's like two paragraphs each, but really giving you a snippet of what Freud, Jung, lots of different theorists, uh, British object relations, different people thought about it as a way to, oh, to kind of give you a context for it. Um, and then how do we relax? You know, how do we relax? <laughs> yeah, how do we relax? What a great mm-hmm. question to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and and before the break, I had said, you know, you, you talk about yes. accessing our inner wisdom, and and I think that that has a lot to do with it, you know. So so what do you mean when you talk about inner wisdom, and and how do you get people in touch with their own? Absolutely. Well, that's perfect because that's actually the next chapter uh, in the book, Chapter 5. And and the name of the chapter is Recognizing Distractions and Developing Discernment, Knowing Your Wise Inner Voice. Because often, speaking of our childhood programming or our ego, we hear all sorts of information in our head. And what, you know, to be able to discern the difference between the programming that our mother said, you're no good or you're too fat or you're something, or some teacher said you're this or that or rabbi or priest or preacher, you know, to be able to discern those voices from our wounded child, from our deeper self, Mm -hmm. you know, to really know, ah, this is my deep wisdom saying I need to do a radio show like you did, Dawn. You know, this is my deeper self, not just my wounded ego that wants to say, see me, see me. This is actually, I'm of service here doing it this way. So you must have followed your deep inner voice to be able to do what you're doing now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a, it's, it, it can be very intimidating. My inner voice tells me to do big things, you know. Right. <laughs> big intimidating things that I've never done before. Right. And it can go by different names. I have the list yes. here. I'm just going to read it to you. Intuition, inspiration, hunch. Uh, conscience, knowing, gut instinct, inner wisdom, higher self, essence, divine, divine core, the still small voice, the universe, spirit, and God. That's what I have down for. And there's others Absolutely. too, I'm sure. And and they show up all at different times in my life too, where sometimes one of those names will be more relevant to me than another. Um, but it's always the same thing, really. Right. Uh, it's always the same thing. So right. And the childhood, I just want to read this list to you, too, from the other aspect. Uh, That wounded part of us, we could call our childhood programming, fear, sadness, grief, shame, another combination of of, uh, unconstructive thoughts and painful feelings, learned habitual uh, responses, automatic interpretations, past experiences, shoulds, Mm -hmm. addiction-based cravings or compulsions, negative beliefs, other people's opinions and beliefs. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those are are really difficult to to live outside of, uh, especially mm-hmm. 
if our if our parents have been thinking things or saying things to us and about us for so many years, to be able to believe something different about ourselves is not easy. Right. Not exactly. easy. So it's been it can be painful to uncover, but so so liberating once it's done. Oh, so, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, Kleenex are cheap, and, you know, nobody died from boogers on a sleeve, so. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. I like that. That's funny. You're right. Kleenex are cheap, and no one died from boogers on a sleeve. I like that. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, so many people talk about the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual levels of being. Uh, Why is it helpful to look at life this way? Well, and boy, I break it down, you know, in such a it, it, kind of a weird way, um, it, very different, uh, which I want to go into a little bit. But, um, you know, of course, uh, it's all one, right? On some level, mm-hmm. we know from anybody who knows unified consciousness or God consciousness or what universe or whatever you want to call it, from one level, it's all one thing. Mm-hmm. But that makes it kind of hard to work with it sometimes because it's just so, so big. You know, right. looking at it from the one thing. So I I talk about the four levels of consciousness and living a 4D life. Uh, and the first one is the action physical dimension, uh, which is um, I talk about conscious being, consciousness being nested. So their mindsets. So the smaller, like Russian dolls, the smallest Russian doll is this one, and then we move into the largest Russian doll, which contains everything, right? The all that is, the the everything, the God consciousness, the oneness. But this smallest Russian doll, called the action physical, this mindset is very black and white thinking. It's the fundamental end of the spectrum in religions. It's very, I'm right, you're wrong. It's a very frightened consciousness, and a lot of the world lives from here, you know. Um, Very much, you know, my religion's right and yours is wrong, you know, really a tight-held kind of fear-based life. Um, And then I move into the next level of consciousness, uh, and it's very win-lose, that that one would be right the next level we really move into is the formation emotional and suddenly it's a huge leap from that one to this one because we have feelings we realize life has meaning you know i might understand another religion because i would understand how they feel about it or um i might see the sweetness in it the way i see the sweetness in mine so i so there's a more open sense of things and god um and God is inside and outside, and I have my feelings versus God being very far away in the first dimension. Um, the the next dimension is the creation mental, and that's where we really start to look at belief systems and thoughts and um, really creating something from nothing. So really looking at the origins of thoughts and how we choose our thoughts and metaphors. Um, that's why, you know, all the great teachers speak in metaphor Jesus did it, and and, um, Buddha did it, and Muhammad did it, and all the Sufis do it. You know, everyone has kind of done this through the the time. And then the last one is really the emanation, spiritual dimension, and that would really be the land of of silence and nothingness and uh, all creation coming from that. Kind of the beginning was the word, so it would be coming from this kind of soup of everything, nothing. Um, so I hope I haven't totally lost everybody in my no, no, that's awesome, and and I get it. Like I, I think that that's um, 
you know, so many personal development roads or vehicles, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the one that I went to, and I really loved it, and it, it's my school of thought that I started mm-hmm. with all of this. And, you know, they said, okay, let's let's just agree that, and God could be peanut butter to you. Let's just agree that there is a higher loving power and that mm-hmm. that, that much we can agree on so that we can base at least that as our core belief system when we move forward with the work. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other people who are really into the whole, you know, uh, mind challenge of it, you know, and, uh, and you know, I think the difference between Est and Landmark versus Psy was that, you know, that, mm. that was really it. Um, I personally have to believe that there is a higher purpose and wisdom to all of this and that there <laughs> because mm-hmm. I look at some of the things that go on and without that fiber of of that higher purpose and that that godhead of it all and uh, no matter what anybody will call it i just feel that there is so much senselessness to it so for me and you know for for the people out there like bill maher who say that that's just a a nice warm cozy blanket with some cookies and milk to cuddle up with i like my cookies and milk in my blanket Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and uh and i've just seen way too much in the spirit to believe otherwise you know uh, so well, I love you, how you brought it all together. Oh, thank you. And if you read quantum physics, I mean, to mm-hmm. me, when I read David Boehm, he's talking about God. I mean, yep. if you read those David, I don't know if you've read any of those books with Christian Murdy and David Boehm, and I quote a lot of people in my book. I quote a gazillion people in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I talk a lot about David Boehm and Christian Murdy. But, you know, you hear that that's the same thing. So really from a scientific viewpoint, to me, they're talking about the glue that holds the universe together. That, to me, is what you're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. And, you know, it's interesting. You know, I I was a Pentecostal Christian back in the day, and then, you know, I ended up in a Tibetan Buddhist ministry ministry up in in Nepal, just at the base of the Himalayas. Wow. And I looked at, yeah, and I looked at one of the lamas, and he was talking about the enlightened one, and he was giving me all the criteria for the enlightened one. And I said, well, wouldn't that make Jesus a Buddha? And he just sparkled. And he said, many, many believe so. And I went, dots are connecting. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's so separatist, but I've never believed in separa- separation at all, you know. So to me, it it all just makes more and more sense. To, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next two decades about what kind of things will all connect for me there too, you know. And I think that that's the gift of aging is that yeah. more and more connects for me. So, you know, I and, and science and, and all of these things, it's all connected. We just call it different stuff. I think that it's all just definition. We need a bigger dictionary. Well, you know? I mean, you're going to love my book, then because I really am interspiritual. I really okay. pull from every tradition Excellent. that, that I can possibly pull from. I mean, I don't pull from every possible tradition, but I pull from the main. Uh, uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of Buddhist wo- woven through it. Um, there's a Rumi and some Sufi uh, woven through it. And when we awesome. talk about the names of God, we talk about Allah. I mean, we and there's uh, Kabbalah. Uh, well, I studied that for a very long time, and I was, it was involved in something called integrated Kabbalistic healing. And then, of course, Christian, because that's how I grew up too. So the Christian mysticisms, uh, mysticism, mm-hmm. and the mystics. Um, so I'm I'm with you. I mean, the further awesome. up you go, mm-hmm. well, and the and the further you go in the mystical end of the spectrum, 
like you're saying, it's really saying all the same thing. All the same stuff. It does. Mm -hmm. It truly Mm -hmm. does. I've studied under a a shaman, the the chief of the Yaqui Indians, and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. and and then I did some Toltec work. And, I mean, you just, the more you dig and the deeper you go, it's all the same stuff. It's just Mm -hmm. called something different. And it's so wonderful to meet somebody who is is writing and bringing that to the mainstream because there's just, I've been around fires before and like, stuck in the San Bernardino Mountains with mm. an English, a British atheist, a, a, a Southern Baptist, and um, I don't remember what the other woman was, and I sat on a rock with everybody had been drinking, and they start talking religion, which I never do. And I just sat <laughs> listening to people fight over something, mm. and I went, you know, this is how Northern and Southern Ireland has done it. I, I learned about, I said on the, on a, it was really funny, here I am in Central Park, and we had had um, some Christmas cheer, and we get onto a yeah. uh, carriage ride, right. and the, the guy who was driving the carriage, he was Irish, and I said, can you please tell me mm-hmm. what? Protestants and Catholics could possibly be fighting over for bloodshed for all these years. Right, they right. both believe in Jesus. They're Christian. Really? What exactly. is this argument over? And I found out it was just about the Pope. Whether the Pope had the right to tell him what to do or not. And wow. I simplified, of course, all of this bloodshed and all of these generations dying for over over whether or not the Pope had an opinion in their lives. And I thought, wow. Mm. <laughs> wow. Well, and, see, and to now, me, it breaks my heart that human beings will will go go there. You know, well, about, that's about, chapter seven. That's uh, chapter seven. That's the action physical mindset, right? That's the mm-hmm. action physical mindset. I'm right, you're wrong. Rather than yes, I, I, I'm right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Like maybe there's a way we can find common ground here. Um, it would, you know, and so much of the world, unfortunately, has not done any personal work and can't get out of. And you know, hopefully, my book and other books reach people and and open yeah. this, open us all a little more. And I, I mean, listen, we all do it. The other thing I want to say, and I know we got to stop for a break in a second, but and we'll come back to all this because you know. But this is good stuff. But oh, thank you. I'm loving talking to you. I'm having a good time. Um, <laughs> that that we all have slivers of consciousness that slice mm-hmm. through all of it. So we all have our childhood wounds take us back to that deeper place where we're all split. That's our that's our task is to heal those splits. So mm-hmm. that we can talk more about that after the break. But I just wanted Absolutely. to say that. Absolutely. All right. Taking a break. Be right back. There comes a time when we realize we're capable of more, doing more, producing more, seeing more, accomplishing more and being more. Yet, regardless of our accomplishments, something is missing. We're left wondering, is this as good as it gets? Is this what amounts to my life and legacy? Perhaps you've reached a point in life where you're saying, something has to change. But what? What should I do? These questions mostly play in the back of your mind, except for now. For whatever reason, you realize that something has to change now. In the on-purpose person, you'll experience a remarkably fresh and personal response to the questions under your questions. Here's an inspiring story of one person's journey into self-discovery with the help of others. Importantly, you'll uncover a simple yet powerful process to be very real with yourself so you can be more true to yourself. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, Click follow at the top of our show. Then hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH 
to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back with Dr. Jennifer Howard, and I'm going to make you do it again. I will say www.drjenniferhoward.com, and I'm going to let you do the rest of it. Yes, no problem. And then if you're interested in the radio show that folks I interview, which are authors usually writing stuff that I love, uh, it's Dr. <laughs> the same thing, drjenniferhoward.tv uh, forward slash radio, and you can go there and see the archives uh, of folks. And then the book is your ultimate life plan dot com and your ultimate awesome. life plan. Awesome, awesome. I wanted to read this to you. Um, this okay. is about the dark night of the soul, which is what you and I have mm-hmm. been in a funny way talking about. That if you're really gonna go in, baby, eventually you you reach those places inside, and that's the real juice and transformation. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the, 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 it's in Chapter 10, and it's a, a Dark Night of the Soul. Your dark night is your invitation to become a person of heart and soul. Every dark night is unique. That's Thomas More. And I want to read, like, three more sentences. We seek to understand the story. This is my writing. You, we seek to understand the stories of our lives in order to deconstruct them, loosen the knots in our strands of consciousness, and return our tapestry back to wholeness. The Buddhists mm. call this returning to your original face, where you're in reality rather than looking at it. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, yeah, the, the dark nights of the soul, I've been there, and, uh, and, and the shamans call it your shadow walk. Um, yeah. And, and that's just as perfect uh, yeah. a way of describing them. And so much. I mean, like, I look at my life and all of the tragedies that I've walked through and all of the um, the good things uh, the same, but I can tell you I've learned way more in the darkness than I ever have in the light. The light is vacation time for learning. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. I love it. But it, and it's like, oh, thank this is this is the reward, you know. Um, but at the same time, there's there's really just so much to and and I don't have to be thrust into darkness to be learning anymore, no. which is a wonderful place to be now. Um, before it was like if I wasn't if I wasn't trying and if I wasn't being tried and I wasn't I, I wasn't looking. And I think that like some of what you've been talking about of living consciously, um, we don't have to be in the darkness to learn if we live light and if we right. live in the light and we stay conscious. So well, that's perffect. And what I'm thinking of too and still staying in the same chapter that I was in chapter 10 actually. Uh-huh. Um that the deepest level of maturity is when we really can hold opposites, when there are no more opposites anymore. When we're being mm-hmm. able to hold light and dark as one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you can feel that in your body, listeners, and you, Dawn, and me too, you really go into a different state of consciousness just being able to hold opposites. And I have an exercise in there that does that. But, Ooh, but light and dark. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Because, opposites. you know, I, when I lived in Bali, uh, my husband and I, we did a two-year, wow. 21 month. We just we bounced from country to country, and we... You know, wow. not all who wander are lost. We were looking for some certain things, but we decided we really wanted to know different places. And I had dreamed of going on a world tour my whole life, 
and I took the opportunity and I made it happen and um and and he came with me which is how we ended up mm. completely becoming husband and wife because it was really I mean there aren't a whole lot of people that you can that you can do that with um mm-hmm. and, and successfully and perfectly and in every way and and giving enough space for both of you to have the journey that you're meant to be taking mm-hmm. and so it was a really beautiful thing and in Bali Hinduism is is prevalent, you know. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, Hinduism and Buddhism live beautifully together in mm-hmm. very different realities. I mean, we're talking there couldn't be two very two more different religions. Well, you um, know that Buddha was a Hindu. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that cool? Yeah, Buddha was. Well, Jesus was a Jew. I mean, you know, it's like right. <laughs> they, they don't. I don't think they came to start other religions. I think they right. were wise beings, and then people said, "Oh, let's start a religion around them." So yeah. Anyway, so it I'm sorry, to interrupt, sorry, but somehow. Hinduism yeah. and Buddhism, of course, you know, makes sense because. Anyway, same flavors. Anyway, go ahead, Bali. Really cool. Well, yeah, and one of the things um, that I really, in in all of Indonesia, it kept resonating that they they truly honor their darkness there. They Mm -hmm. honor both. They honor both equally. There is no question. In 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 Christian reality, it's just you know put the darkness under a barrel and let's not talk about it and let's stomp it and put it under our feet and make it so bad and live in the shame that it exists within us and and it's just this really guilt ridden reality where over there it's it's fed literally it's honored and abated and 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 truly respected as uh, critical. And 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 it's there. It's critical, and it's not being held under a barrel. And if we try to hold it under a barrel and we stomp it and we do all of these disrespectful things to it, then we're going to have really big problems. So, uh, really, really fascinating cultural shift. Like, I mean, talk about aha, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's the fundamental end of the spectrum. If you look at the Christian fundamentalism, that's mm-hmm. the way they talk about darkness. If right. you read the Christian mystics. And even the current mystics, if you read Thomas, you know, Father Thomas Keating or you read Richard Rohr, you're going to read people who understand what you're talking about and what I'm talking about. Very cool. Okay, good. I have a really good reading list happening from you. I (laughs) Well, you know, anybody who wants to, I mean, I have the coolest, I I picked out all my favorite books in the world, and there's a bunch of them. So I have a huge bibliography and a huge uh, suggested reading list for people in the back of my book, too. Excellent. So, I mean, you know, this book is really super important for spiritual seekers, huh? Well, I think it's really going to help people along the way. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's the culmination of all these years of my own study, and and there's a bunch of other wonderful teachers and wonderful books out there. It's not the only book in the, on, on the you know in the world, but it's certainly I feel like it is obviously winning these awards. So other people agree with me. I think it's a really <laughs> good book for getting getting your you know dealing with your crap. Yeah. Absolutely. And and living and living the wholeness that you deserve and embodying the greatness that's there. It also takes you into the deep spiritual end of the pool. So it's not just psychological. It's as deeply spiritual as it is psychological. So that's you know. awesome. Really. I'm really excited about your book. And I'm so glad. I mean, I know that Peter is doing this really important thing to him, and this was a really important thing for me. So I'm really glad it worked out the way that it did. Um, and, and before you go, you know, let's yes, give yes. people something practical right now. What simple steps can they take right now to be more conscious in their daily lives? Okay, so what is everybody feeling right now in your Well, let's start with your body. What are you sensing in your body? 
relief. Oh, good. Where's there tension possibly? You could breathe oh, into it. Oh, tension always in my neck, always in my lower back. Okay. So just send your breath there for just a minute and just okay. notice it. And now, I mean, I'm moving more quickly because it's radio, but then, you know, you can take as much time as you want and then and then just notice emotionally what you're feeling. It could be apprehension, excitement, um, joy, peace, fear. Excitement. I would say excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And now just notice where your thoughts are going. And you don't even have to tell me, but, I mean, just okay. everybody listening, you know, where are your thoughts? I've got to, you know, probably for you, you've got to end the show. And, I mean, there's, you know, you've, you've got a responsibility here. You're doing a show. But, you know, everybody else just notice where your thoughts were and think about where they were while you were listening to me and notice what you're thinking. Uh, this is crazy. This is good. This is stupid. This is I like it. You know, and our mind's always going yes, no, yes, no. So just notice what it's doing. No judgments. Just notice. And then lastly, just feeling that connection to the deepest part of yourself and to whatever your name for God is, spirit, universe, God, the earth, whatever. Just notice your own connection. And then let that expand out and in. And just feel now all the levels connecting. And do that, you know, if you do that a couple of times a day, you've really kind of anchored mm-hmm. yourself back in yourself. Absolutely. Okay, so we got to wrap it up. So let's tell them where they can find out more about your book and your speaking and your workshop schedule and tell them again how they can connect with you on social media. Excellent. Okay, uh, social media, Twitter, at Dr. Jennifer, Facebook, forward slash Dr. Jennifer fan page. Uh, yourultimatelifeplan.com, and there's a sign-up place there, too. You can just drop me a note, you know, say, hey, I'm, you know, thinking about this or whatever. Let me know if you buy the book, questions you have, thoughts you have. I am putting together a class, a tiny class, and you're the first public people I'm telling. Uh, It's going to be small classes. I'm not going to do big ones, Uh, like 10, 12 people to work with me to really, you know, start doing the stuff that's in here. So, uh, and it's not even going to be very expensive at all. So, because I'm I'm all about everybody being able to, you know, get their their lives together. So, you know, drjenniferhoward.com. YourUltimateLifePlan.com, and thank you, Dawn, for having me. It's been such a pleasure uh, playing with you. Yeah, this has been awesome, and I do look forward to connecting with you. So please, um, I just shot you a a friend request on Facebook. Make sure we know everything, and we'll keep promoting you. And uh, uh, there's going to be a wonderful article about her on the-radio.com. You'll be able to access this. We'll send it out to everyone, and we'll keep you you posted where she's going to be and when. And if you ever have a space available, I'd love to come back and talk about whatever Please we do. Please come back. That would be awesome. I will make sure wonderful. we set it up shortly. All right. Thanks Thank so you, guys. Much. And make sure you get out there and do something fun with your dash today. And the sun is the sun is still out. It is summer. So go enjoy it. Have a great one. We'll see you on Monday. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404 
And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.